1: Happy Full House Friday! Everyone, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today we are celebrating a cast member of Fuller House's birthday, Max Harger, who played... Max Harger, Elias Harger, who played Max Fuller on Fuller House Seasons 1 through 5. The episode I chose in honor of his birthday is Season 1, Episode 8, Secrets, Lies, and Fire Trucks. This would have premiered February 26th, 2016 in this episode. When Max learns to lie, he also learns that lies can backfire. Meanwhile, the ladies of the house fall in love with Secrets. This episode's got a 7.4 out of 10 based on 547 ratings. Let's see. We have some guest stars. We have Lucas J as Taylor. Max is, I'm gonna call him a frenemy. Our, he just, he's not really a friend, this kid. We only see him in like maybe two or three episodes in this show's run, and it's just like, hmm. We have someone named Kyle, played by Bakir Sylvain. We have Patrick Gallagher playing Chief Mulroney. He is uh, chief of the fire station. I think Kyle also is somebody that might have worked with Max and Jackson's dad when he was a firefighter uh Patrick Gallagher you might recognize him from Blee from the show Glee he played Ken Tanaka in I believe season one and then uh Dot Marie Jones who also she had guest starred in an episode of Full House and season eight what yeah she was in season two I believe she took over so this episode was directed by Joel Wick. We have writers Jeff Franklin, the creator. We have Bob Keys and Doug Keys, Joe Vargas and Paulina Diaz as writing for writing this episode. Let's see, do we have any user reviews?
0: Let's
1: see. I'm not really seeing any that are appropriate to share for this podcast, so I'm just gonna skip over those. Alright, we do have trivia. The original couch on Full House actually had a slightly different pattern. It had smaller checkers and it didn't have the golden accents the new couch has. When the kids open the fire engine's door, a large square studio light can be seen reflected in the door. You know what, I will definitely look definitely look for that. So before I get into the episode, I want to let all the Tanner newbies, a.k.a. new listeners who are just tuning into the podcast for the first time, I want to say welcome and thank you for jumping aboard the Tanner train, a.k.a. the podcast. I want to let you know where you can find the podcast to listen to, both iTunes and SoundCloud. The podcast does have social media pages, mainly Facebook and Instagram. Is where and and Twitter is where I am pretty active with the podcast pages there. So if you want to reach out, you can send a message by the Facebook Messenger to just search Full House Podcast. The All My Lanta Holy Chalupa's podcast will pop up. If you'd like to send an email to the podcast, get your voice heard on the podcast talking about your favorite Full House and Fuller House memories, you can send an email to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to show support, go to iTunes, type in Full House or Fuller House. The Oh My Land, Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. And just click on it, scroll down to where it says Leave a Review, and leave a review. Have fun with it. Use emojis if you want to. Tell me your favorite character, your favorite episode least favorite character, least favorite episode of either show. You could even try to hit me up with a trivia question of Full House or Fuller House. Odds are I'm going to be able to get the Full House questions a little bit, a lot more than the Fuller House ones because Fuller House, most of the episodes I've only watched in their original run and the second time around is going to be for the podcast. So if you want to Trip me up with a trivia question. (laughs) (laughs) Ask one from Fuller House because I might not get it unless it's, you know, general information about some of the characters. couple things, of course, to let you know how this podcast does differentiate from other Full House or Fuller House podcasts out there. This is a clean ears of all ages podcast. For anyone to listen to, whether you're in your car, you got your kids in your car, you don't got to worry about me dropping, uh, you know, F-bombs, H-bombs, S-bombs, anything inappropriate. This is completely family friendly because I wanted to create a podcast out there that the whole family could listen to. Also, another thing is I don't go episode by episode, air date season by season, I go based on themes, it could be based on a holiday, a character, whatever comes to my mind. (laughs) Um, As I've said previously in past podcasts recently, that the full house portion is going to be coming to an end at the end of 2023. The fuller house portion, of course, will wrap itself up in 2024. That doesn't mean that this podcast is just going to be dead in the water. There are many other things that I can do with it. I can do compilation videos based on characters, best moments from characters from seasons. We could do worst side characters, one-time characters, stuff like that, and rank them in, like, a top ten. There are Full House Stephanie books I could review for the podcast. Uh, all those fun things. So yes, even when the podcast is dumb with covering the episodes, still plenty other stuff I can, Full House and Fuller House related stuff I can do. So without further ado, let's jump into secrets, lies, and fire trucks. All right. So we open up the episode in Kimmy and Ramona's upstairs attic apartment, which basically in Full House belong to Jesse, Becky, Nikki, and Alex. So this is episode eight of season one. And Kimmy and Fernando, they are separated. They're not living together. However, they're still involved, but secretly. They want to kind of keep it on the DL because they don't want to get Ramona's hopes up that they're not getting back together at this point. They're still in the stages of married but separated and just basically figuring things out, is what Kimmy calls it. So they fell asleep on the couch watching a movie. It happens. So she needs to sneak Fernando out, like, how are we going to get you out of here without anyone seeing you? Because this is a house with, like, at least close to 10 people. Fernando suggests he can climb out the window, and Cammy tells him, you know, we're on the third floor. And he says, well, in Barcelona, I climbed out a (laughs) house. From a hotel rooftop, and he was only, you know, a matador's cap and whatnot. And it's like, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, don't ask questions. So, yeah. Now, of course, we get to, that pretty much, I think, is going to be plot B. But now we're going downstairs where plot A is going to magically appear. We got baby Tommy and his playpen, which is half the size of what... Michelle, Michelle's was like twice that size, if we remember, which I don't even know if playpens from the, you know, the 80s and even 90s would even be considered safe anymore if it's something that would be recalled due to safety issues, supposedly. Jackson and Max come down the stairs and oh, wouldn't you look? Puppy Cosmo, who looks to be maybe about, I'd say, 10 to 12 weeks old at this point, ripping up the couch, tearing it up, just, oh my goodness. But this is not the actual full house, ho- full house couch, because that couch is currently in John Stamos's family room, who knows. But it's in his house, it's safe, it's not in tattered pieces, <laughs> I'm sure they went out and bought a cow a look like couch for the dog to rip to pieces. And then when that scene's done, I don't even think he. I think he's just ripping apart one of the pillows on the couch. No, oh no, that is actually the cow the couch cushion. There are two cushions on that couch and. uh, I I don't know what exactly would, if that would even be considered safe for a puppy to be ingesting any of that stuff. Like the stuffing underneath, or the fabric. I get it, yeah, dogs, puppies will chew anything. They have no, I mean, concept of what's safe and what isn't. It's just going to be ingested. Max immediately starts screaming at Cosmo, Cosmo, no! And, buddy, the dog's not going to understand what you're doing. Yes, you're catching him in the act, which good, but he does not do anything to, like, get the dog, take the dog off the couch. And Jackson says, oh, my gosh, mom is going to go ballistic. Max says, hey, don't worry about it, Jackson, okay? Mom's not going to know. I can fix this. I'd be like, how are you going to fix... Do you know how to sew? Because, uh, yeah. Scotch tape and some blue and white crayons. I think this is beyond crayons and scotch tape, buddy. And I don't know what's called him Michael because that's his name. Jackson says... You're dreaming, kid. If you want to keep Cosmo out of trouble, you gotta lie. And I gotta say about this, I mean, yes, this is like, I just feel like season one almost feels like first, mainly the kids, because this is a lot of their first major acting gigs. They might have done, you know, either commercials or Some stuff, but I don't think any of them did a TV show before or even aired on a television show episode. So they're still kind of working out the kinks, getting a feel for their characters, and they just come off a little, especially Jackson, just comes off a little, like, uh, cringey, cringeworthy a little bit. Yes, Max, we know you've never told a lie in your life, we get it. You're an adorable, perfect seven-year-old. Jackson, the king of lies, says, oh, it's easy. Check this out. How was your day? And Max says, not so good, as he thumbs over to Cosmo, continuing to tear up the seat cushion there on the couch. Jackson, still doing his best and failing to teach Max how to lie, says, all right, now, Max, when I ask you this again, I'm going to ask you again about your day. And you're going to tell me it was awesome. And also say it like you mean it. How was your day today? Max says, it was awesome. Uh, apparently it was good enough for Jackson because he says, my friend, welcome to the wonderful world of lying. WWL. And of course, Max does not feel good about it. Like, this doesn't feel right. These lies coming out of my mouth. Who am I? This isn't me. Oh, okay. You fooled me there, Max. He says, this doesn't feel right. I'm lying. It feels great. Oh, you silly boy. Tommy pops his head up out of the playpen, and it's like he and Cosmo are just staring each other in the face. It's like, oh, we got a witness. Someone witnessing Cosmo's destruction. What are we gonna do about baby Tommy? He can't talk yet, but this kid is just a bouncing bundle of energy here. He's like, jump! (laughs) He's so bouncy! (laughs) And Max says, sorry Tommy, because Max grabs a piece of torn fabric from the couch and he's pretty much going to put the blame on Tommy, like Tommy did it, sure he did, he bounced and flew right out of that little playpen and just started going to town, ripping up the couch cushion, I don't think so, Max says, don't say a word, (laughs) lucky for me, you don't say a word, lucky for me, you don't know a word, because you don't talk yet.
2: and some blue and white crayons.
3: You're dreaming, kid.
2: If you want to keep causing more trouble, you gotta lie. I've never told a lie in my life. Oh, it's easy. How was your day today? Not so good. <laughs> okay, now when I ask you again, tell me it was awesome. Say it like you mean it. How was your day today? It was awesome! My friend, welcome to the wonderful world of lying. Feel right. am I? This feels great! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry,
2: Tommy. <laughs> don't say a word. He's talking for me, you don't
1: know a word. So, DJ comes in, and she starts to say, Max, your granola is getting... And then she stops because she sees Cosmo tearing apart. Well, he's just sitting there with, like, fabric hanging from his mouth. And I'm just thinking, what was she going to say? Max, your granola's getting hard? Isn't granola usually? (laughs) And Max right away jumps to a mom. How can you blame Cosmo? I'm like he's sitting right on the couch. He basically he's been caught in the act. I'm like, come on, buddy. If you're gonna make this lie viable in any way, you would have taken the dog out of the living room and put him in the backyard. Granted, if DJ was already in the kitchen, that would kind of hard to do. <laughs> Matt says, what about Tommy? And we look over to Tommy. He's not bouncing anymore. He's just got this serious look on his face. DJ's not buying it. She's like, right, Tommy chewed up the couch, right. And Matt says, look, I know it sounds crazy, but let's keep an open mind. So he goes over to Tommy's playpen and pulls out the torn fabric that he took from Cosmo. Let's keep an open mind. We look at DJ's expression, and she's like, I am not. Like, Max, seriously, Cosmo's sitting right on the couch. Max, yeah, he pulls off the fabric, the torn fabric, and says, well, 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 what do we have here? Here's some evidence. I like how Cosmo's, like, uh, he's wagging his tail of looking up at DJ, like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Are you selling me out, kid? I didn't think they called him that anymore. DJ pulls Tommy out of the crib and says... Out of the crib. Out of the playpen and says, Well, I guess we'll just have to take Tommy to an orphanage. And Max asks, Can't you just take away his animal crackers? Okay, that baby is not eating... Does not look old enough to be eating solid food at that point. Especially animal crackers. You gotta have teeth in your head to be able to chew on those. I mean, you probably could, like gum it up, gum it up enough in your mouth to swallow it, but it's like, mm, I wouldn't take that chance, Uh yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, she's not buying what Max is selling, she says, we'll talk about this later, as in your punishment, she didn't say, Max, we're getting rid of Cosmo, you clearly can't take care of him, you're not training him, you're not being responsible, even though you're eight, and we're gonna have to give Cosmo back to Steve. DJ tells Max to get a blanket to cover up the couch To cover up the damage And she also tells him that lies have a way of following you So yeah, Max is definitely going to learn a lesson about lies He's not a good liar DJ leaves the room and Max tells Cosmo I'm not scared, (laughs) this lying thing really works I'm not in trouble and neither are you Cosmo starts barking at Max like, are you kidding me? Max goes over to Tommy and says, and you owe me, pal. I just saved you from the orphanage. Here we go again with bouncing Tommy. Oh, this kid is, he's so cute. He is so adorable. Well, both the Messet twins are because they're both sharing the role of Tommy. Hey, Max, your
3: granola is getting.
2: What happened to the couch? Cosmo. Why are you blaming Cosmo? What about Tommy? Tommy chewed up the couch. I know it sounds crazy, but let's keep an open mind. (laughs) Well, well, well. What have we here? (laughs) Evidence beyond a reasonable doubt. (laughs) Well, I guess we'll just have to take Tommy to the orphanage. (laughs) Can you just take away his animal crackers? We'll talk about this
3: later. You better get a blanket to cover that up. And just know that lies have
2: a way of coming back to haunt you. I'm not scared. This lying thing really works. I'm not in trouble and neither are you. (laughs) (laughs) And you owe me, pal. I saved you from the orphanage.
1: So everyone, I don't know where Ramona is, but everyone... Minus Ramona and Max are sitting down at the kitchen table for breakfast. Oh, that's what she meant by granola. His granola cereal. I thought she was referring to a granola bar. Because Kimmy comes down the stairs. Including, we all know, she's trying to distract the family from looking out the window as Fernando is climbing down from the third story attic window. Oh, yeah, actually, the window that Stephanie drove through in season three of Full House and again in season five of Fuller House, that's the window that he's sliding down in front of. Oh, there's Ramona! She was like right sitting at the table, right, but DJ was blocking her. And Kimmy says, All right, all eyes on me, I have something very important to tell you. She's trying to get everyone's focus. You'd think that's really a murder mystery because the way she says, I have a deep dark secret that affects everybody in this room. (laughs) This is funny. She says, the truth is, I didn't shave my legs today. Okay. Um, TMI, Kimmy? And of course, Fernando crashes onto some potted flower plants outside. I heard a crash. It sounded like flower pots being crushed under Fernando's weight. Yes, Stephanie looks over her shoulder because she's sitting directly in front of that window. And DJ turns around like, what was that noise? And Kimmy said, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Eyes on me. Eyes on me. I believe, but you already told your deep, dark, hairy secret that you didn't shave your legs. Like oh, oh still confessing <laughs> hi oh no what else is she gonna confess to yeah she says I also didn't shave my legs yesterday Ooh. <laughs> this be like, oh this happening just give me like what is happening right now <laughs> but Fernando's made it he's trying to like inch around the side of the house it's like there's another window there how are you gonna oh my goodness because Kimmy says oh glad I got that off my chest and Stephanie says I'm not (laughs) oh I could have gone the rest of my life not knowing that Kimmy thank you Kimmy tells Ramona she needs to hurry up with the breakfast because her dad is coming to pick her up and he's always late according to Ramona but Kimmy tells her, well, I have a feeling that he's not going to be late today. And there he is at the back door. Yeah, he says, good to see you all for the first time today. And Kimmy's eyes get really wide. Yeah, he's here to pick up her money. We know. Kimmy said. She told us. Yeah, he's got, like, leaves from the tree that he fell through. (laughs) On his shirt and in his hair. Oh, he got Jackson's frisbee. Because we know he was on the roof. So Ramona's excited to spend time with her dad, her papa, and she's like, Oh what are we doing today? And he says, We're going to the zoo. And I think Ramona is zooed out. They it seems like that's all they ever do. Oh she doesn't want to go she's she's not a little kid anymore, even though she's thirteen. Hey, I'm forty and I love to go to the you know, zoo World to the, the animals, be educated, and their habitats, and their habits. Yeah, she's like, no more zoo, Mar- no more American Girl Doll Stower, no more Build-A-Bear. Fernando's like, whoa! He says, I can live without the zoo and the bears, but the American Girl Doll Stower... He he says they're not just dolls. They're heroes with emotional stories. Doorbell rings and stuff. He says, oh, I know who that is. Let me guess. Is it Grandpa Danny? Kimmy tells Fernando to try to do something a smidge growing up with Ramona. Not tattoos and piercings, but somewhere maybe along the level between PG and PG-13. Ramona says, I want to get my... What'd you say, her... She says, I'm going to get my nose pierced, a tongue stud, and a, what'd you say, a belly button ring? She says, you know what, on second thought, why don't you take her to the zoo?
3: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. morning. Uh, Uh, I have something very important to tell you. All eyes on me, right now. (laughs) I have a, a deep, dark secret that affects everyone in this room. The truth is, I didn't shave my legs today. What was that noise? Oh, whoa, 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 still confessing. Hi. <laughs> I also didn't shave my legs yesterday. Oh, Glad I got that off my chest. I'm not. Ramoni, you better get ready. Your dad's coming to pick you up. He's always late. I have a feeling he won't be today.
1: Good morning. Lovely to see you all for the first time today.
0: I just dropped by to pick up Ramona. I did not literally drop, of course. If I had dropped, I would have to be on the roof. And why would I be on the roof? And by the way, here's your Frisbee.
2: Papa, what are we doing today?
1: We're going to the zoo. I'm
2: not a little kid anymore. Oh no more zoo, no more American Girl store, no more build a Bear, no more... Whoa!
4: (laughs) I can live without the zoo and the bears. (laughs) But the American Girl store? (laughs) They're not just dolls. They're heroes with
3: emotional stories. Oh, I know who that is. Me too. Come on, everybody. Fernando, maybe something a little more grown up to do. I'm gonna get my nose pierced, a belly button ring, and a tongue stud. <laughs> you know
0: what?
1: Take her to the zoo. <laughs> yes, it's Grandpa Danny! Well, Grandpa to the boys, and uh, Daddy Danny to Stephanie and Deej. Did he just give, give me the peace sign? He's like, hey, <laughs> hey, Kimmy. <laughs> Stephanie tells it like, Dad, Dad, you know, you you don't have to ring the doorbell. This is still your house. You realize that, right? Oh, well, he's being polite. Danny says, "Oh, I uh, I wasn't ringing it. I was cleaning it." Oh, yes, of course. He's Danny. Oh, <laughs> throwback, Kimmy. She says, "Oh, either way, thank you for not just barging into my home." I'm thinking. All well, takes one to no one, doesn't it, Kimmy? Who was that that would just pop into uh, my home multiple times over the course of eight years? Was, who was was that you? That was you, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought so. Because <laughs> Danny looks at me says, Yeah, I hate people who do that. The way that DJ said, Dan, it's so great to see you uh, again. <laughs> like, we just saw you a week ago. Danny says, yeah, it's great. I get to hang out with everyone for a full day before my Wake Up San Francisco reunion show. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely on the nose here. As Kimmy says, isn't it kind of sad how they drag out the old cast for some reunion show? Danny just goes over to Kimmy, just kind of looks at her like, Why did I let you in my house again? Why did I say you live here? (laughs) Danny <laughs> he says, not when the show is adored by millions. And he says, and the stars are cultural, I- beloved cultural icons. Take that, Gibbler. All oh, since I have a tight-lipped, I'm gritting my teeth smile. Ah, uh, yes. What kid, what of who of us has not ever said this to when they, their grandparents either visit or you go over? Well, if you go over to their house, you're not going to say, hey, did you bring me anything? Like, you came and visited me. You should be bringing me something. But yeah, I mean, my grandparents did not live far away. I could literally walk across the field to the farmhouse. And DJ says, Max, your present is seeing your grandpa. Like, but we saw him last week. But it's nice that you're here. Again for a whole day. Jackson says, <laughs> yeah, but it'd be a, you know, it'd be a real present if you had, you know, presents with him. Like a present on top of a present. Like, you're the present, but if you brought us something, that would be extra great. Oh, cold out of cash! Me, 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 me! <laughs> oh, you know, Stephanie's like, sure, Papa, hand it over. Five bucks for Max, five bucks for Jackson. Yeah, of course, Stephanie gets in there like, come on, Dad. Danny just kind of looks at her with the raised Arboro and says, you really need five bucks. And I'm surprised Stephanie doesn't say something like, more than you'll ever know. He says, I wouldn't be standing here if I didn't. <laughs> but he says, I am so proud of you. <laughs> Right they got the blanket on the couch. And he's like, oh, this place looks so great. It's so nice. Yeah, and he immediately notices the couch. What's an upstairs blanket doing on the downstairs couch? Somebody was sleeping on it? You know, Danny slept on that couch at one point. I'm sure he must have at least once. And DJ says, Dad, there's a perfectly good reason for it. As he rips off the blanket and he just sees... That couch has been- the- the seats have been gouged out, just the cushions just ripped asunder, stuffing just- it's basically been gutted, is what I'm saying, those cushions. She's like, no, you don't want to do that. oh, yeah. There's just fabric missing on one cushion there. Yeah, he's irritated. He's like, what happened to my couch? And DJ says, Cosmo happened. I'm surprised Danny doesn't. Like, you know, when we had Comet, he never did anything like this. He was the most well-behaved trained dog. And then out of nowhere, his great-great-great-grandson just demolishes our beautiful couch. And she does say, Dad, don't worry about it. We are having the couch totally reupholstered. It's going to be fine. It's going to be like brand spank new when we get it done. Oh, Danny doesn't like that word. Reupholstered? Yes. It is a classic antique. We know Danny. It's sitting in John Stamus's family room as we speak. Okay, when he uh, uh No one used the word encrusted because it makes me want to gag. He says, All of our family memories are encrusted into it. Ew. Stephanie gives wise words of wisdom. Let it go, Dad. You can't hold on to the past. You can try. And if you let him, he just might. Okay, I don't know what Kimmy's getting at here. She says, Unless that past is not the past. Sometimes the past can be your future. Just like this couch, Danny. Yes, it's familiar. It's comfortable. It loves you. Oh, is she talking about. She's relating this couch to her relationship with Fernando, I see. Because Danny is looking at Kimmy like, I don't know where you're going with this. And I'm not following, and I am. I just want my couch back to normal. Maybe it deserves a second chance, she says. To be reupholstered, sure. Breathe new life into that couch. A new generation of tanners is gonna be sitting themselves on that couch. Kenny, after Kimmy leaves the living room, he turns to everyone and says, I had no idea that Kimmy had such strong feelings towards his couch. Wow, I don't think Danny ever thought those words would leave his mouth. Why can't you girls be more like Kimmy Gibbler? Danny, think about that for a second. Think about it. Are you sure you don't want to retract that statement? <laughs> DJing stuff, looking at each other like, what?
0: Okay.
3: You know you don't have to ring the doorbell. It is your house.
4: I wasn't ringing it. I was uh cleaning it.
3: <laughs> Either way, thank you for not just barging into my home.
4: <laughs> your home? Um, I hate um, people who do that.
0: There.
3: Dad, it's so great to see you again.
4: This worked out so great. I get to hang out with everybody for a whole day right before my big wake up San Francisco reunion show.
3: Isn't it kind of sad when they drag out the old cast for some lame reunion show? <laughs>
4: Not when the show is adored by millions and the stars are beloved cultural icons.
2: <laughs> grandpa, did you bring us anything? Your present
3: is seeing your grandpa. But it'd be more of a present if he had real presents. Yeah.
4: All right, how about some cold hard cash? Hey, right, here's five bucks for you. Yeah. Five bucks for you. Cool. <laughs> you really need five bucks?
3: I wouldn't be standing here if I didn't.
4: <laughs> I am so proud of you. This place looks great. It's so nice. It, what? What is an upstairs blanket doing on a downstairs couch?
3: Dad, there is a perfectly good reason for it. Okay, no, you don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> what happened to my
3: couch? Cosmo happened, but don't worry we are having the whole couch reupholstered.
4: Reupholstered? This couch is a classic antique all of our family memories are encrusted into it
0: Let it
3: go, dad you can't hold on to the past and what's that past isn't really the past, sometimes the past can be your future just like this couch it's familiar, it's comfortable it loves you Maybe it deserves a second chance.
4: I had no idea she felt so strongly about this couch. Why can't you girls be more like Kimmy Gibbler?
1: (laughs) All right, let's see. We got a whole bunch of kids in Max's room, including Taylor. We have a red-haired kid, a dirty blonde-haired kid, a... Two boys of color. And, well, three. Taylor. And then a uh, brunette. Boy. Is that a little mini tabletop foosball? Team? Oh, that's cool. I you know kids like to play with that still. So he's impressing all the kids. Well, trying. Max is trying to impress the kids with the tricks that Cosmo apparently can't do. He says, Cosmo? bag, and Cosmo just sits there. Cosmo, roll over. Taylor is just, he is grinning from ear to ear, like, give me a break. Cosmo lays down. Well, at least he's doing something. Max says, Cosmo, do nothing. Hey, there we go. Max turns to Taylor and says, we really worked on that one. Taylor says, that's nothing. My dad taught our dog to open the fridge and bring him a beer. And you're proud of that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and it's interesting now kind of looking back on the original Full House, uh, the only time I think that beer is ever mentioned on that show is in the season three Just So Say No Way episode and then also season eight with Under the Influence. I don't even know if they say the word beer. Just that you were drinking. I don't even know if beer even the word beer even gets referenced, but yeah. <laughs> Max, he says, Your dad sounds like a boozer. Oh, you hear the audience go, whoa. Kid the the group of kids behind Max are all just kinda like, yeah, nodding and smiling, yeah, he's right. Taylor, your dad does seem like someone who would do that he's a really cool airline pilot that's oh these kids behind them are impressed by it. it's like taylor and max are one-upping each other like oh my dad's an airline pilot what is yours oh that's right oh and max says going over the picture of his dad with jackson and jackson's wearing his dad's fire fi- uh fireman helmet or hat or whatever Says, well, my dad was a fireman. He says, that's him and my brother on a fire truck. Apparently, that doesn't impress Taylor because he says, big deal. Once my dad let me sit in the pilot seat of a 787. I really don't think that ever happened. <laughs> and Max says, well, I can ride on a fire truck whenever I want, even if it's just to pick up a pizza. Taylor. Go away. Because he turns on these kids and says, stop ooing. He's lying. Taylor, and you're not lying? Come on. That says, am not. And Taylor says, well, then prove it. Bring a fire truck to my birthday party tomorrow. Max takes that challenge. He accepts. He says, all right, maybe I will. And everybody's going to get a ride on it. kids love that idea. Like, yeah, slap and high fives. And Max adds, "Oh yeah, that's going to make your bouncy castle look pretty pathetic." I'm just surprised, like bouncy castle. How old are you? I don't know what the cutoff age for a bouncy castle castle is. Is the little city they even live in, is the neighborhood even zoned to have one of those things? I don't know. I don't know anything about HOAs. <laughs>
2: in the fridge and bring him a beer (laughs) your dad sounds like a boozer (laughs) he's a really cool airline pilot well my dad was a fireman that's him and my brother on a fire truck big deal once my dad let me sit in the pilot seat of a 787 Ooh. Well, I can ride on a fire truck whenever I want, even if it's just to go pick up a pizza. Ooh. Stop ooing. He's lying. I'm not. Then bring a fire truck to my birthday party tomorrow. Maybe I will. And guess what? Everybody's going to get a ride on it. Yes! <laughs> that is going to make your bouncy castle look pretty pathetic. <laughs>
1: So we go downstairs and see Danny taking selfies of himself sitting on the couch. (laughs) Stephanie comes down the stairs to witness this. She says, Dad, tell me you're not taking selfies of you on the couch. And he says, no, I, um, I was just, yes, I was. And Danny says, hey, now that you're here, do you think you'd get me one with me and the whole couch, like, together? (laughs) <laughs> he hands the phone to Steph and then he, he's sitting in the corner of the couch and the way that he's got his arm kind of draped along the side of it almost like he's like the thing like the couch is like a person he's putting an arm around like hey be in the couch Yeah lots of memories So Stephanie picked out a new fabric and the upholsters are going to come and take the couch away in like an hour. New fabric? Why would you change it? And he says, this couch has so many memories. And he asks her, how many dates did you come home from to just to find me sitting right here waiting for you? Stephanie says, all of them? That's right. We never got to see Stephanie dating on the regular in high school. Yeah, she tells him, yeah, I never did get a kiss goodbye at the front door. Well, there's a reason. Danny says, good, good, my plan worked. <laughs> Stephanie says, not really. We made out in the car, my date and I. And Stephanie brings up a I think she should have kept this to herself. She goes, oh, there was this one time on the couch when me and so-and-so, and Danny says, do not finish that story. Says, this is a good, decent couch, suitable for the whole family. And Stephanie says, well, we just watched Gremlins 2. Um, sans clothes. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't need to know that. Thanks, Steph. She says, I'm kidding. Okay, that never happened. Where am I? Yeah, some, uh, I forgot his name already. Danny says, "I never liked that kid. He never used a coaster." DJ comes down and tells Danny, "Look, hey, Dad, um, I gotta work late tonight. Matt and I are doing inventory, and this is the first time Danny's heard the name Matt. Like, who's Matt? And why did your face light up just now when you said his name?" And DJ just kind of like waves him, like, "But he's he's just a new vet at the clinic." <laughs> So she goes to kiss him goodbye, says, you know, I'll see you later, and then she stops, and then she sits down on the couch and says, hey, can I ask you something semi-related to the Matt thing? And DJ has an important question, you know, Danny is a widower, she's a widow, and she wants to know, you know, how did you know you were ready to start dating after mom died? And he tells her, you know, I just sort of knew. I was like, yeah, we did see on the show Danny struggling with coming to terms of whether or not he was ready to take his wedding ring off and start dating again. It was a big, big step for him. You know, even in season one, it's like it's only been, what do you say, six months, three months since PM? I don't know. You know, it's different for everybody. When they're ready, there is no set date as to when, you should start dating. It's just you'll know in your heart when you are ready and your spouse would want you to move on. And he tells me, you know, I think what you want to do is list the pros and cons of dating man. There's never, there's nothing wrong with a good pros and cons list. Really helps kind of sort out those big, big issues. He says, well, I mean, there's plenty of cons. She says, you know, Matt's my boss's son. I don't really see how that would be an issue. And he's only in town temporarily, so yeah, that kind of would be a con, whereas if he's not going to be in town, you don't really want to commit to anything. It doesn't mean you guys can't go out to lunch, hang out, have coffee, just chill and get to know each other. It's not, you know, you don't need to... DTR, you know, define the relationship or anything like that. You don't even really technically have to have one. Just have a friendship. Get to know the person first. And another thing is she says, plus I don't know how the boys would handle it. Well, we know how DJ handled in Danny's very first date in season one. She was not a fan of that. She was not ready. So Danny asked DJ to list some of the pros of possibly dating again. And she says, I kind of like him. Yeah, he's a sweet, caring, funny guy. Those are some good cons, you know? And the fact that you like him is a good enough con in itself. I think sometimes you can really tell a lot about a person by the way that they handle animals, or how they are around animals. Especially, he's a vet. He went to school for that, so. You're not going to not like animals and become a vet. It's like a person becoming a teacher even though they don't like kids and he said, that's a pretty big pro and he, he tells her hey if it feels right go for it yeah definitely so of course bringing the back of the couch Danny's you know, like hey do you think we could have had a talk like that on a couch covered in new upholstery i'd be like yeah i think we could have he said she looks at him like dad what is it with you in this couch He says, I don't think so.
3: (laughs) Dad, tell me you're not taking selfies of you and the couch.
4: No, I just, uh, okay, yes, I was. (laughs) But now that you're here, would you get one of me and the whole couch together?
3: (laughs) Sure, okay, Uh. all right. (laughs) Look, I picked out a new fabric, and the upholsterers are taking the couch away in an hour.
4: This couch has so many memories. How many dates did you come home from just to find me sitting right here waiting for you?
3: All of them. I never did get a kiss goodbye at the front door.
4: Good. My plan worked.
3: Not really. We made out in the car. Although there was this one time on the couch that me and David Cantoni... Do not
4: finish this story. This is a good, decent couch, suitable for the whole family.
2: What? We just watched Gremlins 2. Buck (laughs) naked. I'm kidding.
4: I never liked that kid. He (laughs) never used a coaster.
3: Hey, Dad, I have to work late tonight. Matt and I are doing inventory.
4: Who's Matt? And why did your face light up just now when you said his name?
3: Oh, he's a new vet at the clinic. I'll see you later.
4: All right.
3: You know what? Can I ask you something semi-related to the Matt thing? Sure. How did you know you were ready to start dating after Mom died?
4: I just sort of knew. I think what you want to do is list the pros and cons of dating Matt.
3: Oh, well, there's plenty of cons. I mean, Matt's my boss's son. He's only in town temporarily. Plus, I don't know how the boys would handle it.
4: What about the pros?
3: I kind of like him.
4: That's a pretty big pro. (laughs)
0: Well,
4: I think if it feels right, go for it. Thanks, Dad. Love you. Do you think we could have had a talk like that on a couch covered in new upholstery? (laughs) I don't think so.
1: So Max has got an issue now and he finds Jackson out in the backyard and he says, Hey bro, I've got a bone to pick with you. So this lying thing that you got me into is starting to backfire. I need your help to get a fire truck at Taylor's birthday tomorrow. He's gotta to bring bring a fire truck to Taylor's birthday party tomorrow. Oh yeah. And Jackson looks at him and wait, why would you say something dumb like that? And Max tells him, well, I took your advice about lying. I mean, like, well, he didn't mean it and just why to impress. That was just covering up a, you're basically covering for Cosmo and putting the blame onto your little brother. Max tells Jackson how he showed Taylor the picture of Jackson and their dad on the fire truck, and it just popped out. Well, I, Taylor was kind of egging him on with, like, oh, my dad's a pilot, and I get to sit in the, I got to sit in the cockpit once, and it's just, like, yay, yay, And Max is frustrated. He says, it's not fair. I never got to go on a ride on the fire truck with dad, because, you know, Max was, Probably too little. And Jackson sits down next to Max on the bench and says, You know, if Dad were here, he totally would have gotten you a fire truck for, Matt, for Taylor's birthday. And Jackson says, You know what? That's exactly what I'm going to do. And that ha- makes Max happy. He says, Really? What a great big brother. Oh, and he jumps in Jackson's lap. So cute. And Max says, What are you going to do? And Jackson tells him, I, I have no idea. And Max is pleading with Jackson. He says, "Oh, please come up with something, or all my friends are gonna hate me." Oh, I don't think they'll hate you. I love how Max adds, but no pressure. Now, I got a
2: bone to pick with you. I took your advice about lying, and now I need a fire truck at Taylor's party tomorrow. Why would you say a dumb thing like that? I took your advice about lying. Try to keep up. I showed him the picture of you and Dad on the fire truck, and it just popped out. Smug fear. I never got to ride with Dad. You know, Dad was here. He would have totally gotten you a fire truck for Taylor's birthday. And you know what? That's exactly what I'm gonna do. Really? What a great big brother. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I have no idea. Well, please come up with something or all my friends are going to hate me. But hey, no
0: pressure.
1: So now we're at the fire station and we got Grandpa Danny with Max and Jackson. And Jackson says, hey, Grandpa, thank you so much for driving us here. And Danny says, "Ah, well, you know what? Your mom's stuck at work, so it's lucky I'm here. Honestly, I kind of wonder if DJ hadn't been, and they had even went to DJ on this, would she have said, well, yeah, I can take you to the fire station, but I don't know if they'd let you take out one of the fire trucks. I mean, how many have they got? Can they spare one for, like, half an hour? And Danny says, all right, come on, let's get Max a ride on that fire truck. Jackson asks Max, hey, Max, you got your cute face on? Get that cute face ready. And I like, oh Max says, oh this fish was born ready. It's like yeah, oh yeah. But he's got very different variations of the uh, cute face. He says should I go with Christmas morning? And he's got his two fists tucked underneath his chin, this big old grin on his face. Or bedtime already, which is the big old sad face with the pouty lip. So, one of the men watching the fire, tr- well, it's not the tr- truck truck. It, it's just a regular truck that they probably would bring out for uh, non fireish ish emergencies. Because he turns and like, hey, aren't you Tommy Fuller's kids? And he does say, I'm sorry about your dad. And Jackson says, oh, well, thanks. Um, Is Chief Thompson around? So, I'm guessing he was the chief that was around when uh tommy senior was working at the fire station oh chief thompson retired Ooh here comes the new chief mulroney mulroney seems like a bit of a stickler more of a if you're standing there you need to be doing something i'm scared of this guy Jackson, right, was like, hey, I'm Jackson, and this is my little brother, Max, here. Max is, like, hiding behind Jackson, and Jackson says, all right, Max, now. And Max puts out the little, uh, the little puppy dog look with the bottom lip jutting out, and I'm just thinking, but you haven't even told him what you want yet. And is all like, what's wrong with this kid? Jackson tells him, "Well, my brother needs a ride on a fire truck like I got from my dad." I don't know if um I wouldn't know if that is something that you could do. I mean, their dad did die, you know, um while out fighting a fighter on the, on the job. So I don't know if that in- really entitles it. I mean, that's more of a out of the kindness of our heart. We can do that, but this guy, I don't see him doing that. And he says, sorry, Mulroney says, sorry, Tom, these trucks aren't toys. Sounds like the last chief bent the rules. Max does his Christmas morning face. And then Mulroney is just like, are you sure this kid's okay? Now he's like grinning from ear to ear. Of course, Mulroney turns and focuses on Danny because he recognizes Dan. Well, who wouldn't? Wake Up San Francisco, how many years did that show run? Probably at least 30. And Dan just, yes, you probably do, (laughs) on television's Danny Tanner. Danny's like, oh, kids, I got this, don't worry. (laughs) Little does Danny know that uh, Mulrooney was a guest on Wake Up San Francisco, and he does not have a pleasant memory of that. Okay, 28 years, he was a host for Wake Up Stanford. I was off by two. Danny is just, ah, oh, he's just starving for that attention. In fact, would you like an autographed photo? I take it Danny always carries one around in case someone stops him. Like, can I get your autograph? Wouldn't that now be like a selfie? I mean, if you had to choose between an autograph and a selfie with the actual person, wouldn't you rather have... The selfie. Oh, apparently he's got them in wallet size. Well, that's great, Danny. You never know when you're gonna get stopped for a picture or an autograph, and you just happen to have one. Oh, yeah, that is going way, way back, all the way to <clears throat> season two or three of Full House with Wake Up, San Francisco, and he reads it, July thirteenth, nineteen ninety-one. Oh, no, He no. this is the date that he was on. Okay, July 13th, 1991. And he says that, Mulrooney says that the show was doing a segment on public servants with interesting hobbies. And Danny says, yeah, I remember that show. We had a breakdancing paramedic. And Marooney says, yeah. And you let him do two numbers. And then you ran out of time. So this guy did not get to do his, I'm guessing, he, he's a singer? He's gonna sing a song. The Singing Fireman. You ran out of time for the Singing Fireman. And Danny says, Chief, that, that was a long time ago. Could we just kind of focus on the boys here? Danny, I don't think that guy's gonna budge now. I don't think, I mean, if he wasn't then, he, now that he knows who you are and there's this horrible Painful memory, he's drudging up. I can't see him even wanting you in the fire station. And (laughs) Mulroney puts two fingers to his ear and says, Oh, I'm sorry, my producers are telling me we don't have time for this segment. Takes the picture and puts it back in Danny's front pocket. And then he walks off. Thanks for
2: driving.
4: Uh, well, your mom's stuck at work, so it's lucky I'm here. All right, let's get Max a ride on that fire truck.
2: Okay. are you ready with the cute face, Max? His face was born already. <laughs> Should I go with Christmas morning? Or bedtime already?
4: Hey, aren't you Tommy Fuller's kids? Yeah. I'm sorry about you, Dad.
2: Thanks. Is that uh, Chief Thompson around?
4: Oh, he's retired. That's the new Chief, Mulroney.
2: <laughs> Hi, I'm Jackson, and this is my brother, Max.
0: Now, Max.
4: What's wrong with this kid?
3: My brother needs a ride in a fire truck like I got from my dad.
4: Sorry, son, these trucks aren't toys. Sounds like the last Chief bent the rules. Are you sure this kid's okay? Hey, wait a second. I know you. <laughs> yes, you probably do. I'm television's Danny Tanner. Kids, I got this. You probably remember me from Wake Up San Francisco, a show I hosted for 28 years. In fact, would you like an autographed photo? This is your lucky day. I actually have them in wallet size. <laughs> July 13th, 1991. Wake Up San Francisco is doing a segment on public servants with interesting hobbies i remember that show we had a breakdancing paramedic yeah and you let him do two numbers and then you ran out of time for guess who the singing fireman chief that was a long time ago can we just focus on the boys oh i'm sorry my producers are telling me we don't have time for this segment
1: and Danny turns to Max and says, I'm sorry, Max. Max tells him, it's okay, Grandpa. You tried. Aw, poor kid. There's a real sad face.
4: I'm sorry, Max. It's
2: okay, Grandpa.
1: You tried. All right, looks like they're done with the inventory at the Harmon Pet Care because Matt and DJ are taking a Chinese food break. And he's Matt's reading... His fortune, it says, eat more Chinese food. And DJ points out how, that's not good fortune, that's not even good dietary advice. Yeah, I mean, definitely, that's not something you want to have all the time. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Panda Express as much as the next person, but it's not something I would have on a daily or even weekly basis. And DJ cracks her fortune cookie open and reads, don't eat thag rolls, they're a week old. Ew. And of course Matt spits out. <laughs> was that a real fortune, or was she just joking? And Matt comments on DJ's laugh. He's like, "Oh, you have a a, night, a great laugh," and she's like, "Oh, uh, thank you." And he he gets serious here. He's like, "Kind of feels like a date. You're working. You're on the clock, man. I mean, I like Matt. I definitely do, and I do like." That DJ and Matt were dating in a short amount of time before, you know, DJ and Steve got back together. And, I mean, let's just say if they hadn't gotten back together, I would have been fine with her and Matt. I really would have. But we all know that DJ and Steve are endgame. And then here Matt brings up his divorce. Gosh, both he and Steve were divorced. And DJ says, yeah, I haven't been on a date since 1999. She says, yeah, I was so worried about that Y2K thing, I couldn't even enjoy it. He says, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to the whole dating thing again. And Matt says, oh yeah, me either. Oh, where am I going to find a beautiful woman who can deworm a shih tzu? And TJ says, yeah, they're pretty hard to find. Cute how Matt's flirting with her. They're both kind of flirting with each other. It's cute. So Matt's going to stay and clean up their Chinese food uh, mess and DJ's free to go home and hang out with the family. And she gives him a hug and she says, all right, I'll see you Monday. And Matt says, DJ, wait, because she's right by the door. And she turns and she jumps into Matt's arms and kisses him. Matt, of course, is taken aback like, wow, I mean... He doesn't stop the kiss. He's like, wow, where would this come from? And they break from the kiss and Matt says, I was going to say you forgot your purse. Well, clearly DJ read the signals wrong. I mean, sure, he was into her kiss and everything, but, uh, (laughs) and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you, well, you knew what I thought. She goes to get her purse and then Matt pulls her back and they kiss again. They get a, oh, my Lanta. After she leaves, Matt does this little uh, happy dance.
4: Eat more Chinese
0: food.
3: That's not a fortune. That's not even good dietary advice.
0: (laughs) All right, your turn. What's your second?
3: Don't eat the egg rolls, they're a week old. (laughs) Good (laughs) shot.
0: A great laugh, thank you. It kind of feels like a date, I think. I haven't been on one since my
3: divorce. Yeah, I haven't been on a date since 1999. You <clears throat> know, I was so worried about that Y2K thing, I couldn't even enjoy it. <sighs> yeah, I'm really not looking forward to the whole dating thing.
0: Me neither.
4: Where am I gonna find a beautiful woman who can deworm a shih tzu? <sighs>
3: They are hard to find. <laughs> well, we're done. I um, I guess we should go home.
4: How about you go? I'll stay and clean up.
3: Oh, thank you. And thank you for helping me with the inventory. We'll see you Monday.
0: Okay. Monday is... <coughs> DJ, wait!
4: <laughs> I was going to say you forgot your purse.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: sorry. I thought, you, well, you knew what I.
0: Thought.
1: So, Fernando and Ramona come home, Fernando is wearing his race car suit, and Kimmy asks, oh, how was your day? And Ramona, I mean, that's what you would not want to say to your mom, like, what your mom about this, and I let you drive a race car, because you got to drive a race car. And Ramona recorded the video, or maybe Fernando did while she was driving. Immediately, Kimmy is like, Fernando, how could you do this? She's 13. She doesn't need to be behind the wheel of a car, or especially a race car. But Kimmy's pulled into the video and says, boy, you're really tight on those corners. But Kimmy quickly snaps out of it and focuses her anger on Fernando. She says, I mean, don't you know how dangerous that was? And Fernando tells her, before you work yourself into a Gibbler frenzy, you need to know it was a training race car with two steering wheels. And he tells her it was perfectly safe. And I would have left this out as he says, we even have fire retardant suits in case of tragic uh, tragic explosion. Yeah, you could have left that out, Fernando. <laughs> uh, Ramona, th- mm, you should have left this she says, it's true what they say. Once you get past 110, 150 is just a number on the dial. And Ramona goes and hugs her father. Yeah, she is so ready to get her license now. She says, I'm going to Tokyo Drift all over this town. And Ramona says, you and I are going to be the first father-daughter racing team. Isn't there, like, a father and son that were racing at the same time? I'm not sure. Like, the, the Earnhards? Like, Dale Earnhardt and Dale Earnhardt Jr.? I don't know. And Fernando, because Kimmy is just glaring at him with her arms crossed, and Fernando says, "Hey," he kind of throws his her words back in her face, saying, "You said do something grown up," and she loved it. And Kimmy says, "Here's a sentence I shouldn't have to say: Our 13-year-old daughter should not be driving a race car." And then it gets, goes into weird territory with. Mm. With Fernando saying, "Oh, you're right. I deserve to be punished." She's like, okay, enough of this. Hey,
3: how was your day? Amazing. Papa lost one of his race cars. Look at this video, Mom. Fernando, how could you? Boy, you're really tight on those corners. <laughs> I mean, don't you know how dangerous that
0: was? Before you work yourself into a giddy frenzy. <laughs>
1: It was a training race car with two steering wheels it was perfectly safe we even had fire retardant suits in case of a tragic explosion
2: it's true what they say once you get past 110 150 is just a number on the dial
3: (laughs) i can't wait to get my license i'm gonna tokyo drift all over this town
2: we are going to be the first father-daughter racing team.
1: Sponsored by American Girl.
0: <laughs>
1: Do something grown up, you said.
3: And
0: she loved it.
3: Here's a sentence I shouldn't have to say. Our 13-year-old daughter should not be driving a race car.
1: So DJ comes in the back door as Stephanie is folding laundry on the kitchen table. And she is just like on cloud nine walking on air. And apparently so is Kimmy from Kissing Fernando. Because Kimmy is wearing a goofy grin just identical to DJ's. And Stephanie picks up on it and she says, What's with the goofy grins? You didn't find my brownies, did you? (laughs) So DJ tells them, I have a secret that I want to tell you both. And then Kimmy comes in with, yeah, I have a secret I've been wanting to tell you too. And DJ says, yeah, well mine involves a man. Kimmy says, so does mine. And DJ says, you know, she's talking about herself and Matt, how she feels they have some ama- this amazing chemistry. And Kimmy says, me too. And then DJ adds how she feels like, it mainly this feels like it's based on just physical attraction and it, how this could be a really big mistake. And Kimmy says, yeah, that's how I feel. And Kimmy gets the cat out of the bag with her. She says, wait, are you seeing Fernando? And DJ just looks at her huh? DJ says, no, I'm talking about Matt. And DJ looks at Kimmy and says, wait, are you seeing Fernando? Kimmy says, DJ, we're focusing on you here. And Kimmy D- said, <laughs> I have to cycle through all their names before I get to the right one. 70 says, no, 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 don't change the subject. Are you back with Fernando, yes or no? Kimmy says, no, yes. And she says, yes, no, oh, I don't know, I don't know. He says, we're just, we're hanging out and making it out. Like, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know about this whole storyline. I mean, it just, it just seems like wasted time when they're already married that we're even really focusing on this. If they weren't married and everything, I mean, it'd be one thing, but it just, I would rather I'm more interested in d j and Matt, and the this just feels like just a wasted storyline for this episode or yeah, she's already still married to him, so what does it really matter? We got more scenes at the fire station, or more scenes with Max and Jackson, or more scenes with Cosmo and Tommy. And nothing against Kimmy Gibbler, but it's just, I don't, I could care less about the storyline with her and Fernando. And Kimmy says, alright, but what about you and Matt? And DJ says, we're making out too! (laughs) And Kimmy says, he just kissed you out of nowhere? And DJ says, yes, I mean, well, after I jumped into his arms and laid one on him. (laughs) And Stevie says, I don't get it, the soccer moms are running wild. I'm home on a Saturday night sorting socks. (laughs) And Stephanie says, oh my gosh, I'm the spinster aunt. And Kimmy says, look, I don't know where this is going with Fernando, but please don't say anything to Ramona until I figure it out. And DJ adds, yeah, and I don't know where this is going with Matt either, so please don't say anything to the boys about it. And Stephanie says, look, I know where I'm going. I'm going out, and I'm not coming back until I get my own goofy grin.
3: find my brownies did you No. I have to tell you guys something but it's a secret that's weird I have a secret I've been wanting to tell you well mine involves a man so does mine I just I feel like we have this amazing chemistry me too but I'm afraid that it might be pure physical attraction and a really big mistake yeah that's how I feel <laughs> Wait, are you seeing Fernando? (laughs) No, I'm talking about Matt. Wait, are you seeing Fernando? DJ, we're focusing on you here. No, 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 no. don't change the subject. Are you back with Fernando, yes or no? No, yes, yes, no, both, I don't know. We're hanging out and making out. (laughs) But what about you and Matt? We're making out too. (laughs) Kissed you out of nowhere? Yes! Well, after I jumped into his arms and laid one on him. I I don't get it. The soccer moms are running wild, and I'm home on a Saturday night sorting socks. Oh, my God. I'm the spinster aunt.
0: Look,
3: I don't know where this is going with Fernando, so please don't say anything to Ramona until I figure it out. And I don't know where this is going with Matt, either. Well, I know where I'm going. Out. And I'm not coming back
1: till I get my own goofy grin. Alright, so now we're going upstairs to the boys' room, and Danny and the boys are playing cards. I don't know whether it's poker or blackjack. DJ comes up and says, boys, it's getting late. Danny says, nobody's going to bed till I get my money back. Danny says, these kids are cleaning me out. But that ends now. And he puts down tens and queens, a full house. Kings and aces, Jackson puts his cards down, fuller house. Is that a thing? As he takes in the money, uh, the chips there. Max says, hey mom, want to take my spot as he lays his cards down? So Max goes and lays on his bed and DJ goes over to him and says, oh buddy, you're not having a good day? And Max says, you're right mom, lies come back to haunt you. And DJ says, well, I hate to say it, honey, but I'm always right. And she tells him, hey, going down to that fire station today, I know you had to be missing your dad. And Max is frustrated. And this just makes me think of Goodbye, Mr. Bear, because Max says, sometimes it's hard for me even to remember him. How long has it been? Has it been over a year since he's been gone? Because in Goodbye, Mr. Bear, I think it had been at least, over a year at that point, because Michelle was like two, and they're talking about the fact, DJ's saying how I just, I used to remember everything about her, her voice, the way she smelled, with that perfume that she would use, and just, now it's getting harder and harder to remember, and gosh, yes, it's, it's different, definitely difficult. You know, as time goes on, you forget more and more, but, you know, you try to hold on to the memories that you do. And DJ says, well, I'm lucky because I get to see your dad in every day of you boys. And Max asks her, what do you mean? Well, she has Jackson and Max come over to the mirror. And DJ tells Max, you've got your father's eyes. And Jackson, you've got his same mop of hair. And you both got a smile. Aww. And DJ says, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have a dad day. And she says, and we'll watch all the videos and look at all of the pictures. Aww. Yeah, just like at the end of Goodbye, Mr. Bear. Like, hey, can we watch the home videos? And Daddy says, hey, if spring cleaning is my Christmas, home movies are my New Year's Eve. Aww. And, yeah, Max is all down for it. He's like, Cool. And Jackson says, hey, we should even have Dad's favorite dinner, pancakes and milkshakes. That sounds good. Jackson says, hey, that's my favorite, too.
4: I call.
3: Boys, it's getting late.
4: Nobody's gone to bed till I get my money back. These guys are cleaning me out. But that ends now. Tens and Queens. Full house.
2: King's and Aces, Fuller House. Mom, you want to take my spots? Not having a
3: great day, huh, buddy? You were right. Light's come back to haunt you. Well, I hate to say it, honey, but I'm always right.
0: <laughs>
3: hey, going down to that fire station today... I know you had to be missing your dad. Sometimes it's hard for me even to remember him. Well, I'm lucky, because I get to see your dad every day and you boys.
2: What do you mean? Well, boys, come here. Look, you've got
3: your father's eyes. Jackson, you've got a same mop of hair. And you both got a smile. Hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have a dad day, and we'll watch all the videos and look at
2: all of the pictures. Cool! And we should have dad's favorite dinner, pancakes milkshakes. And hey, that's
0: my favorite, too! <laughs> I got
1: it! Alright, so we got to wrap up this little mini Danny and the couch plot. Stephanie's got it draped with a white cloth, and she says, Dad, you're going to love the new couch. And Danny says, all right, I'll sit on it, but don't ask me to love it. Pretty much it was upholstered the same way. So it was, oh, that's great. looks just like it should. It it looks just like it did before uh, Cosmo tore into it. And she asks, as she pulls the white sheet off, he's like, what do you think, Dad? And Danny says, I love it. It's exactly the same he goes and sits on the couch and he's in his happy place. And she got him an early Father's Day present. She made a suit out of the fabric from the original couch. Oh, cool. Looks good. The audience loves it too. (laughs) And he says, it's my own sofa blazer. Apparently it also comes with change in the pockets. He says it even comes with loose change and an old tic-tac. Jackson comes in because Danny's like laying on the couch and he's kind of blending it. Well, the top half of him is blending into the couch. Jackson comes in and says, hey, have you seen Grandpa? Danny puts a hand hand like, I'm right here. (laughs) So Jackson says, come on, Grandpa, I need you upstairs.
2: Come on, Dad. You're
1: going to love the new couch. I'll sit on it, but don't ask
4: me to love it. <laughs> what do you think? It's 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 exactly the same. I love it. Thank you, honey. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh, that's good sitting.
3: And here, I got you an early Father's Day present.
4: Is this what I think it is?
3: I had it made from the original couch. <laughs>
0: it's,
4: it's, it's, it's my own sofa blazer. And it, look, it even comes with loose change and,
0: and an old Tic Tac.
4: <laughs> Thank you. Love it. Oh. Ah.
2: Oh. Hey, Steph. Hey. Have you seen Grandpa?
4: (laughs) I'm right here.
2: Come on, Grandpa. I need you upstairs. All
3: right.
0: this
1: is the best gift ever so dj jackson and danny come in max is still sulking with on his bed with taylor's present and dj says hey max your ride's here and max looks at her confused and says but i thought you were driving driving me and dj says yeah i think oh uh yeah jackson says i think you'll like this ride a little better Oh, there he is! He's in the window. It says anybody need a lift on a fire truck? And Max can't believe his eyes. He's like for real? Like uh-huh. and, uh huh. And the guy says, "Yeah, your grandpa and brother arranged it." And Danny says, "Well, I mean, I pulled a few strings, but this whole thing was Jackson's idea." Aw, what a great big brother. And Max runs over and gives Jackson a big old bear hug. So Max runs over to the window, and DJ turns to Danny and says, oh, hey, how'd you change that fire chief's mind? And Danny says, everybody has a weak spot. Hey, Max,
2: your ride's (laughs) here. I thought you were driving me. I think you'll like this ride a little better.
4: Anybody need a lift on a fire truck?
2: (laughs) For real?
4: Your grandpa and your brother arranged it. Well, I pulled a few strings, but this whole thing was Jackson's idea.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you! (laughs) Go on, you little doofus.
3: (laughs) Hey, so how'd you change that fire chief's mind?
4: Everybody has a weak spot. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Chief Mulrooney, the singing fireman.
0: Danny boy. The pipes, the pipes I'll call
4: Don't worry, we'll cut all this out. From glen to glen, across
1: the mountain side. So well, Danny does let the guy do his song. And Danny goes over to the camera operator and says, hey, don't worry, we're gonna cut all this. Don't worry about it. So it's not even going to air, because how... Why would you do that? You're do oh here's some footage that we promised you thirty years ago, twenty years ago that never happened. Uh-huh. They should just have a new segment and and just include that on there. Hey, and we get to see the fire truck roll up to Taylor's house. We see the bouncy castle. All the kids are so excited. do the Titanic. Yeah, of course, because I believe Elias Harger's favorite movie is, I'm sure still is Titanic. Because he does the, I'm the king of the world! As uh, all the kids pile on for a ride. That's just, that's cute. I like that. <laughs> There's at least over ten kids there and Taylor's there. oh. All right, so that is the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And worst outfit of the episode, I, I really did not have one at all. Best outfit, of course, I'm gonna be biased because it's Elias Harder's birthday, and say Max's sweater vest at the end of the episode. <laughs> Ah, so adorable. Tanner Teachable moment is just like, I know the truth hurts sometimes, but so sometimes it's better to just tell the truth. Because lies, yes, they do have a way of catching up to you. And if you keep telling lies, they're going to keep adding up and piling on until you can't tell the truth from lie anymore. And just, yeah, just bite the bullet face of music and just tell the truth. That is the Tanner Teachable moment for this episode. All right, so coming next week, we will be finishing up with the Joey and the Girls series with Season 7, Episode 9 of Full House, The Day of the Rhino. This episode aired November 9th, 1993. I would have been 11. (laughs) Okay, so in this episode, Michelle and her friend's friend, it's Denise, get ripped off after sending in their money for a giant plush Rigby rhino. No, this person is incorrect. They were not sending for a plush Rigby. It did not even say in the infomercial that it was a plush Rigby. It just says Action Rigby. Doesn't say anything about it being, it didn't look plush to me. Looked like a, yeah. So, they're kind of spoiling the end of the episode. But if you're like me, you've already seen that episode a handful of times. They confront Rigby during a public appearance at the mall. And side plot Vicky and Becky teach DJ a lesson how guys will say anything to compliment women's appearances, while Jesse and Danny teach Steve how to comment women's looks tactfully. Uh, Also, runner up best outfit for the episode I want to go with Danny's couch blazer. I thought that was incredible. I just, I liked it. So, all right. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And if you want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave a review for the podcast, just type in Full House or Fuller House into the iTunes search bar. The Omelanto Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Click on it. Scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. Have fun, use emojis, all five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller, Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Also, again, I want to wish a very happy birthday to Elias Harger, who plays Max Fuller on Full House. Happy birthday, man. Hope you have a great day.